What's up, everybody? Welcome to Talking Again Podcast. I am your host, Fidel. This is The Tap. Thank you for tuning in, and please make sure and subscribe to the channel. And don't forget to click on the notification bell. You can also find the show on all your popular podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen. Let's get this show started. You're from, uh, you're from uh, Bassett. Bassett, California, bro. Yeah. Or is it La Puente, right? Bassett, California. Oh, is it bro. Bassett, California? Yeah. Okay. Because, you my, know, my wife says La Puente, but I say Bassett. Yeah, okay. Ray Corona from Bassett, California. Yeah. But everybody knows him as a referee, California ref, and a judge. Yes. I didn't know you were a judge. Yeah. You do some judging. judge. Uh, but uh, I've been pretty much, I've been blessed, bro. I've been many places over the world, you know, over yeah. the years. Yeah, yeah. That's a good thing. He's a. Uh, so when they say California, California referee, it's not you're just limited no. to California. No, it's that's just nationwide. Your base. Yeah, Is that the base. Okay. Well, if you belong to organizations, I, I belong to the WBC, the NABF. Mm -hmm. So yeah. All right. I'm so, actually going to Mexico next week. Me and the wife for the yeah. WBC convention. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So that's like work, and then you get to do a little bit of pleasure. Yes. Right. Yes. That's the benefits of the the, the benefits of the job. Exactly. Perks exactly. of the trait. Yeah, the perks of it. There you go. So, how long have you been um, uh, doing uh, refing? Uh, since 1998, uh, I would say 22 years, but Jack Reese says uh, 21 minus the one year. I minus, was just spending, oh, that one year, He right. reminds me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he doesn't let you li live that he down? He doesn't let me live that one down. <laughs> hey, we all make mistakes, but we That's learn right. from them, right? That's right. That's sometimes, right. Uh, sometimes even depending on the situation, you might reenact that mistake. Never know. Do what you got to do, you know? Whatever you have to do. That's right. Um, so 98. And then were you refing before you did the judging or the judging first? You know, it's funny. Um, uh, they want us to do uh, five years in the amateurs to try to be pro. And uh, I was in the amateurs like two years. But um, a certain person there just wouldn't let me referee. She really? just wouldn't let me. Really? You know, it's, I, I was just released from prison. And, um, you know, I, I know the way I look. It is what it is. But yeah. I just felt she just didn't want me in there. So, hey, God opened the door, man, because uh, I turned around and put my foot in the, the pros, and that took, what, like five, six years on to try to break in, and they finally let me in. Yeah. yeah. yeah I kind of, I mean, you know, you hear about people giving everybody second chances, and then there's some that just, I mean, haters, right? Yeah. Haters. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can't chop it up, but being a hater, so... Um, now you just mentioned the way you look and you know coming in there uh, i'm sure a lot of people were had their opinion about you um and then you had to prove them wrong of course from your work uh you can only say so much right but um it's all about putting in the work and that's right letting them know exactly who you are that's um right. the way you look you do have a distinctive look the first i know when the, i know when i saw you refing um i'm a casual boxing fan i'm a casual sports fan even though don't let this stuff fool you, it's just for the for the show. But um, just a casual fan, I, I I don't geek out on everything. So I knew I had seen you somewhere. It wasn't until you put it on a clip today. You just posted this clip. Uh, today's what October eighth. You posted this clip of uh the million dollar baby. Yeah. And I saw. I was like, that's where I saw you. Oh yeah, yeah. It was million dollar my, baby. My uh, my short career, my movie yeah. career. Hey, well that's your fifteen minutes of fame right there. You have the IMDb credit, right? I have a I have a few uh, 
Million Dollar Baby, Bruce Almighty. And I've done a lot of jailhouse scenes. Yeah. I wonder why, but yeah. Well, I, I would never guess why. Huh. I mean, the but, judge? Judge? Jury? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, so those are your movie flicks. Are you, a, are you an actor? Um, I wouldn't call myself an actor. What it is, I just, I'm very impatient. And um, on some of those movie scenes, you, it's like a 10-minute scene. But you're on the set for like 10, 12, 13 hours, man. Yeah. It just drives me crazy just sitting there. Something so. that you you want to look forward to doing again? or No. I mean, if they offer me, I, I have a, I actually have a referee uh, job next month in Chicago yeah. playing a referee. Um, I still haven't decided if I'm going to take it yet. Even though you're refereeing, you're still doing the same. It's like the 10 hours. I mean, it's natural to you because that's what you do for, for work. But same thing. It's just like you sit around, wait for your cue, wait for your call. Yeah, that's, yeah, the bummer, that's what that's it the is. Bummer part, huh? Yeah, it drives me drives me crazy, bro. I gotta keep moving. You know? Yeah, maybe get yourself a little home gym going on over there. Uh, keep yourself busy. Exactly. Why not? But so, are you um are you in that uh what's it what's sag? that octor? Yeah. Yes, I am. The, I have a sag, sag card. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's the only way to go in Union, bro. Yeah. I mean, on, on another note, I we're gonna get it because I, I the good thing. Thank you, remember me. Did I write that down here? I did write it down here. Yeah. The Union. Cause I mean, this interview is like crazy. We go all over the place. This yeah. is like it's just like a casual conversation. So we can go here, we can go there, and now we're gonna go to Union. You're in the. What do you do for the Teamsters Union? I'm an organizer. Organizer. Probably the hardest job in all of the union. What What is that entitled? Well, we we go out to, well, we empower the employee. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, right now, especially now with the Trump era, you know, whether you're for Trump or not, it's it's it's, the rich. And the poor, yeah. the, the middle class is just there struggling is no, to, there, to make ends not much of a gray area, though, right? Exactly. It's just white and black nowadays, right? Yes, yes. And, and we, we empower, it's your federal right to speak up. Yeah. And you got billion-dollar companies that don't want to pay for your benefits, want to have you as a at-will employee. You know, they, the boss comes in, he's in a bad mood, he don't like the way you look, he just fires you, you know? Yeah. But with the Teamsters, with the union, you have strength you have power you know and mm-hmm. the union is there to protect the worker his yeah. federal rights you know and um that's what i do i go to companies that want it i teach them their federal rights to step up and you know bring in the union get a contract do you teamsters have been around god for years over 100 years my, my dad was a teamsters you know yes. he was a, a truck driver he was a teamster i remember that uh my wife uh she worked at a grocery store she was a teamsters she had to as well as my wife yeah, yeah. Ralph, shout out to Ralph's. There you go. And Albertsons, yeah. Wouldn't that like link same kind of store or are they competitors? Uh, I think they're the same kind of store. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Well, um, not the strongest union, but a a union. A union. Yeah. Teamsters are the toughest, the baddest. Well, they have the most, right? It's the most most aged and then probably the most uh, post, right? Or locals, whatever. Yes. Um, You said that you go to companies that are willing to uh start a union or unionize uh what about the ones that don't do you ever have do you ever meet with any employees that 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 want that want it at work but the employer doesn't Uh, every employer doesn't want it no no manager no owner of a company wants to give up his power and that's that's the whole thing it's i want to treat you the way i i want to treat you i want to fire you at will i want to take your benefits from you and make you I can be making billions of dollars a year, but I'm still going to make you pay for your benefits. I'm not going to pay for it. Right. Uh, you're not going to take no money out of me. Yeah. 
And, and there's an old saying that there's some Joe upstairs figuring out how can I get more work for less pay and put more money into the corporate world. Yeah. And it's not about screwing the company. It's about, hey, you're making billions. Give us a pension. Yeah. Give us uh, zero, zero out of pocket for benefits. Give me rights. If I get in trouble today, if it's not a just cause firing, you know what? I, ha I have rights. Yeah. And companies don't want to give that up. So when we go in and we talk to workers to organize, the company will spend millions and millions of dollars to hire people just to badmouth the union. Really? Yeah. Just to batter. They're called union busters. Yeah. And uh, they, it, it's amazing. They'll spend millions of dollars just to not give up that power. Yeah. When they can spend those millions of dollars and give it to the employees. the employees. Yeah. But it's just the corporate greed, bro. Corporate greed, you know? I know if, if I was to ever have a business, I'm, that's my mentality. I want to keep as much as I can. But that's when you have to think, uh, how much do these employees mean to you, right? Yes. I mean, if they're not, if you're not taking care of them, they're not going to work for you. I've exactly. always worked that way. If I had an incentive or a motive, it, it gives me that incentive to work, to, to do more, you know? I, I'm a commission-based employee. That's what I do when I, when I work. I'm commission-based. So the more I work, the more I get paid. Yeah. For me, that's incentive enough. Um, we're not union. Uh, I don't think we'd ever be union, but uh, maybe we have to get Never say never, bro. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, what company do you work for? I'll be there, I'll be there tomorrow, man. Eh? I'll send you the info when we go there, off the air. There you go. Um, yeah. I don't think my boss watches this, but we'll see. <laughs> um, so the, the Teamsters, how long have you been doing that? Since 92, 1992. I, I was a, I'm a truck driver by trade, and I've been organizing for going on six years now. How long were you truck driving for? Driving Since 92. I, I, I got released from prison in 1983, and... You know, from job to job, I finally landed a union job, yeah. Consolidated Freightway. Mm -hmm. The company went under, and I just went back to UPS. Now I work for UPS Freight. Yeah, truck driver. And then, so you've been a rep. You've been uh, in the Teamsters Union, but a, as a representative. I've been. I'm a member since '92, but now I work for the union right. as an organizer. And then, how long has that been? Just recently. Going on six years. Oh, now. six years. Yeah, June right. will be six years. Yeah. What are some of the craziest things that have happened? Anything? Um, any, any, nothing any, I want to say on, on the air. <laughs> yeah. Like those picking, I mean, when those picketing, sometimes they get out of hand, right? When they, yes. When they pick it. Very. I've seen very. some of that stuff. It gets ugly, bro. Yeah. It gets ugly. I remember when, oh, Matt, when Albertsons was, was on strike. I remember that. They were it's picketing. funny you say that. Um, my wife was on strike and some people were getting a little stupid, you know, throwing things at the those picketers. So yeah. they called the teamsters to see if they can walk the line and, Teamsters went, they, this, these young boys, men, yeah. start throwing oranges and stuff. So one thing led to another. They left with bloody noses, and their local says, hey, man, uh, you guys are a little too violent for us. <laughs> thank you, but no yeah, thank yeah, you, you know? Yeah. But we stopped it, you yeah. know? That goes back to, that goes back to what, what was the, uh, what was it, Al Capone? Well, who was that, that Teamsters? That Hoffa. Hoffa. Jimmy yes. Hoffa. His that son is the is the president right now still right yes yeah okay um but well i mean real quick since you brought it up that's what the union busters like to do oh they're all gangsters or mafia now if you watch the movie hafa yeah. with uh jack nicholson and and danny devito right it's a true story and what it is is the corporate when when jimmy hafa was trying to get employees to stand up for their rights and and organize 
corporate would hire thugs mm-hmm. to go and beat them up. Yeah. So, so Jimmy Hoffa hired mobsters. Hey, come protect us. Right. But one thing, you know, there's an old saying: you ask somebody from the mafia f- for a favor, they want twenty back. Yeah, yeah. So you know that's where it got out of hand. And they were in debt. That, that, yeah. yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? So, but but now we're we're governed by the government. Mm-hmm. I mean, every penny we spend, man, we have to account for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, that's a great movie. It's action. It's very uh, and then Fist with Sylvester Sloan. Yeah, another that's, yeah, that, that's that, that was, was a great seen, yeah. Teamster movie. That's mm-hmm. a Teamster movie, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's one coming out in um, November next okay. month, The Irishman. Oh, that's a that's, that's a, a I've that's heard a of it. I haven't, seen, movie. I haven't even seen. It the hasn't came it, but, out yet, but it's coming oh, okay. out in November. Yeah, but so I, I encourage everybody to watch that. The Irishman. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. But everybody's saying, yeah, it's about Jimmy Hoffa. Is that the Irishman, like the one that was based out of uh, Boston in that area? And I, I don't know the story, okay. but everybody's saying, hey, it's a Teamster movie. You know? Yeah. Hopefully it tells the truth, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, um, I think that uh, there's a lot of people that don't know about the unions and exactly what they uh, what they do for, for employees, you know? Like, it's good to talk about it, yeah. spread it out, and let everybody know what's going on. 1.5 million Teamsters in the United States and Canada. Yeah. You know, we have pensions, nothing out of pocket. Most of our contracts are nothing out of pocket for benefits. Yeah. I mean, nowadays, the companies will pay you well. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the, the offsite of paying for your benefits, your pay just it, it lopsides. Not right. to mention you're an at-will employee. Mm-hmm. You have no future. A lot of people think 401ks are going to get them through. But when the economy takes crashes, oh yeah, your 401k takes the worst. But your pension is protected. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, a lot of little things to look for, especially for these young people that are working out there that don't know. I was one of them, man. I I, yeah. I was working for a company and uh, we're pulling cable and doing fiber optics back in that time. Uh, and uh, union came in and knocking on our job sites, you know, and yeah. and uh, our employer had a meeting. It's like I won't, you know, I'm gonna protect you guys from those <laughs> from the union. You know what I mean? One of those deals. Like so, I, yeah. I do remember that. Now that you talk about that, so well, I mean. That information is out there. Is people have to just go out there and seek it. That's right. That's right. Or they can listen to this show. That's the right. First twenty minutes of this show. That's <laughs> right. Um, so the the young Ray Corona, as a little as a little Ray, a little Mocosito, where were we running around at? Uh, I grew up in Bassett, mm-hmm. and um, I don't have blood brothers, but I have f- uh, five cousins. We all grew up in the same household, and um, we all turned to gangs. You know, we were from Bassett. And, um, you know, just got into trouble. We we went to the Bassett Boxing right there with Johnny Rodriguez. Yeah. And that's where I boxed as a kid. All my brothers did. And then uh, we would go to South Almonte with Ben Lira and Al Lira. Yeah. So, um, you know, two of my brothers did well for themselves. And the other three, we just went to end up going to prison. I have one brother... Um, uh, he just got out from doing 35 years straight. Wow. Yeah. So, but, you know, thank God. And, and I do give God the glory. He's doing great. That's good. He's been out two years. And it's funny that some guys say, oh, man, I'm institutionalized. But 35 years straight, bro. And like he says, I'm done with that life. You know? Yeah. So it's your choice, you know. But, yeah, we all boxed. Um, I had weight issues, so I never really boxed competition, but I sparred through all my years and ben would just say hey, you got to cut your weight you kind of yeah. cut your weight you know but my brother peter the one that got released he made it all the way to the top golden gloves the finals yeah but he just you know he took the gangbanging to the extreme and 35 years bro 35 
you know ah you know you hear a lot about that you know people mm-hmm. being not or not being able to rehab them out right rehabilitation they're saying uh that doesn't work you know like that some of them are getting it's worse well you get educated when you're in there yeah and crime street educated and crime everything so when you come out probably when you come out earlier you come out still desmadroso yeah yeah as opposed to 35 years is 35 years yes i I did 13 total and uh, a long time yeah and uh it's just a choice bro it's either you want to stay out or you want to get involved you can't you can't really do it both you you got to make a choice and my firstborn son when i had him it was funny i i got paroled and i thought i was the best thing to gang banging you know and i i just was want to be tough guy yeah and i took my son to the barber shop and the barber was cutting his hair and he goes you know ray this guy's gonna be just like you yeah and it just hit me you know i don't want that for my son you know right. so you know i i still got violated two times and but uh you know i just Let's just say that I was still involved, but I didn't get caught. And, and thank God, you know, I, I met my wife and she put her foot down, you know? Yeah. So, you know, I, I got right. Yeah. And then we both became Christians 13 years ago. So, you know, it's even gotten, I mean, we have our bad days, but we, it's gotten better, you know? Yeah. And now seven kids later. Seven kids. Yeah. They yeah. keep you on your toes, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Sure, they keep you out of trouble too. I have, uh, my oldest son is Ray Jr. He's LAPD, twelve years. He um, two tours in Iraq infantry, and then uh, we have another son right now, Anthony. He's in. Uh, he just in in training in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. So and he's going. Where's he going, babes? Thailand. Yeah, he's going to Thailand. Thailand. Yeah. Stay away from the lady boys. Yeah, yeah. That's I why heard. I told him cup yeah. check. Yeah, yeah, cup yeah, check yeah for sure. But uh. And then I got three other boys, and and then I got two daughters. Yeah. So you know, thank God everybody's doing all right. You know, that's good. Yeah. You know. Seven kids, man. That's yeah. a lot. Yeah. You don't you don't hear about that? No, anymore. not anymore. No. I got I, a nephew that has eight. No. Oh eight? really? Yeah. Keeping up with the tradition. Yeah, I guess. You know, man. you know, because Mexicans, you know, the Latino family, yeah, yeah. we got a lot of kids, right? You know, my parents they they came from fourteen and yeah, nine yeah. or whatever. My mom had 12. Yeah. All of her kids, I mean, the most, I think it's just three. I mean, they're probably kicking my boy for them. <laughs> I don't know, but I think three. Yeah. I mean, we don't have that many. I have two. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, you don't see that anymore. They're too expensive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? Um, so, growing up in, in Bassett and going to bo- and boxing over there, what are some of the things that uh, that you can tell these kids right now that, that might be stuck in that situation where they feel they can't get out. I mean, maybe some of them situational, you, you probably can't, but is there any advice that you would give to any of these little kids right now that are listening or watching? Well, you know what? We're fighting uphill with, they, they glamorize the, the thug life. And, and in my days, the seventies, if you even seen a Chicano on TV, it was mostly behind gangs, yeah. but now they, they glamorize it. You know, it it starts at home, I feel. I mean, I'm not to say my kids are perfect. They've had their run-ins, but thank God none of them's ever been in jail. But the kids are fighting it uphill, you know, because it's so glamorized. And, you know, now in the schools, in some schools, you know, they don't have winning or losing. Yeah. 
everybody gets a trophy mm -hmm. you know everybody's a winner yeah and what are we teaching our kids man we're teaching our kids if somebody tells you no you hurt my feeling now i'm gonna go get a gun and hurt everybody's feelings yeah. you know mm -hmm. and then where's our where are our fundamentals you know yeah i'm when i was little we used to still pray before class mm -hmm. whether you were a catholic christian jehovah witness now they they don't want god around you know? they don't want it in there yeah. but yet when something goes bad where was god right you know god's not a vending machine bro yeah you know what i mean you can't pick and choose and today i'm gonna be a christian tomorrow i'm not or i just think it starts at home you know and 100 i agree with it, you on it's that. manners got to be taught at home no's got to be taught at home and i think it should go back to basics like you know what you you played this sport, you lost. Come back next year and try again, but don't give them the same size we, trophy. We don't can't, give them, yeah. We can't preach uh, learning from your mistakes when we're rewarding kids for their mistakes. You know what I mean? You know, yeah, exactly. So you know I, mean? I, I agree 100% with you on that. Uh, I think everybody has rights the blacks, the Mexicans, mm -hmm. the whites, the cops. Yeah. You know, uh, my son's a, a cop now. And, and in my days, the older homeboys would literally say, don't F with the cops because yeah. you F with the cops, they're going to come back and harass us and yeah. kick our butts. Right. But now it's at the point where cops have no rights and everybody says, well, why'd you shoot me? Why you handcuff me? But yet they got to be held accountable just as much as the cops. Right. There's bad cops and there's bad people. Yeah. Uh, Chris Rock, the comedian said, hey, the best way for you not to get your ass shot, don't do crime, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like me. I, I still get pulled over to this day. Mm-hmm. Why should I complain? I know the way I look. Yeah. You know what I mean? But my wife teases me. I could put you in golf shorts. You're still going to look the way you look, you know? <laughs> yeah. But I, I know, you know, hey, we live in an ugly world and we need to be held accountable just as much as the cops. You know, mm -hmm. that's my opinion. Bro. It's it's a, it's very unfortunate because you have people that feel very entitled and they yes. feel that, that, uh, that they can. Some of them actually are push the car yeah. the cops to that limit yes. you know they want to see they what they can get away with them why you have to hold the phone in front of their their face all they're trying to do is police that's right you know what i mean so it, it's just that entitlement thing that, that and, these and kids a, have nowadays a few of the the referees are are police officers yeah and when they hear that they go hey when you have problems who are you gonna call you know call 911 bro yeah you know what i mean now you want us right you know and Everybody needs to be held accountable. Everybody. Yeah. Black, white, Mexican, cops, everybody, you know. Mm -hmm. But but unfortunately, we're living in this world, you know. And, and I'm not going to preach at you, but even our book of Revelation says, in the end days, bro, the bad will be good and the good will be bad. Yeah. You know, and it's it's sad, you know. Yeah. It's true. But yeah, it's it, like you just said, people do need to be held accountable for their own actions. And, That's right. And, and I just heard something about. I, I'm perfect example of that, right? Exactly. Yeah. I was defending my son, yeah, and, and like, uh, like the attorney general of California says, you know what, Ray? Any father would have did what you did, but it still was wrong. Right. I still have to hold you accountable. Right, one year suspension, bro. Yeah, you know that's like you said, a perfect example. Yeah, you know, yeah, and, and, and I had to suck it up and yeah. just you know. And, but in one of those situations again, I say that come if it was to ever happen again, you may act the same way, and then you you know yeah, knowing what you know. But you got to do what you have to do. I mean, it's yes. blood. That's you right. Take care of them, you know. Um, going back to the refs, though. Uh, you're talking about some of them are police officers. Do you get trained for um, any kind of like altercate, like weird altercations that would happen in the ring? Like I'm thinking Zab Judah. Remember, like uh, yeah, 
chaos yeah. in the ring do you guys get trained for that kind of stuff or is that not in your training no i'm we're held accountable bro with um andy foster the ceo of california he's like he's like the big papa you know yeah and uh he holds us accountable we have two trainings every year and so far it's always been jack reese that trains us and uh john mccarthy trains mma mm -hmm. but uh you know we're trained pretty much for all the scenarios but in that particular incident i mean you know i mean there's not much you can do with something like that but is there a protocol uh, I, I think jay nady handled it his way you know yeah. but you know i i pray to god it never happens to me but yeah. the way i've been raised you, you don't put your hands on me you know yeah right you know what i mean yeah and, and some people are you know they're more um you know i'll let it go or i don't know passive yeah. as they say you yeah. know but um thank god that's never happened to me right know? you know oh uh, one of the things I, i've noticed when like you're refing you're you're 100 worried about the fighter safety yes um for perfect example and that's one of the ways that i was in contact with you was uh john molina jr the most recent fight uh you put a whole you put a stop to that yeah he's a warrior he was never gonna oh he, he was never gonna quit he uh, john 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 molina in my opinion he he would have fought to the death bro yeah he literally would fight to the death mm-hmm and sometimes you just got to save a fighter from himself, you know, yeah. and and I don't know if it showed it. To be honest, I haven't even seen the fight. But um, when I went in the corner in the seventh round, I called the doctor in. She said, hey, you know, it's up to you, Ray. And his dad told me, Ray, just stop the fight. Yeah. And I go, you know what? With all due respect, Miss Molina, I got to ask the fighter. Mm -hmm. I go, John, do you want me to stop this fight? I go, he said, no, please, Ray, don't. His exact words, please, Ray, don't stop the fight. Yeah. I go, I'll, if you get hit one more time hard, not knocked down, one more time hard, yeah. I'm stopping the fight. Yeah. And and he, and actually, when he got hit the with the just, it was just a jab right hand. Yeah, it wasn't, yeah. It wasn't really hard, but he had taken, remember, he got knocked down mm -hmm. three times prior, you right. know? And you know what? Thank God, 21 years, nobody has seriously been hurt you yeah. know so um you know i i want him to go home on his own mm -hmm. two feet you know yeah so now, thank god I, I stopped it you know i know that's something that you guys uh definitely train over like you just mentioned with uh reese and um uh, the fighter safety uh unfortunately some of those situations have have happened you know deaths in the, in the ring or outside right outside the ring um sometimes that may have to may fall on the ref but i mean at one point a corner ha should throw in a towel and yes. they should know their own fighter um how much of that you think is is a uh, something that the ref should should get into like is that an inexperienced thing that the refs wouldn't jump into that and, and stop a fight uh, i think that goes by experience and, and there's some referees that never fought but i think if you have fought before you could it gives you a better judgment call mm -hmm. and uh because i mean it's it might sound funny because i wasn't that good of a fighter yeah i kind of know the the downside so i could spot it i guess yeah. but um as far as getting involved in the corner some you know here's my my personal opinion some corners they just don't care bro yeah i i won't say no names but big time amateur 
big time amateur won all kinds of he was from las vegas this is about a year ago mm-hmm. his pro debut they pick a another kid with no amateur experience but he has six pro fights six knockouts why yeah that, why that's commission though isn't that not commission no no i mean the commission will approve it mm-hmm. but as a trainer why would you pick on a pro debut why would you pick this guy with six knockouts yeah why how do you build a fighter you you pick his fights right and, and to me the the joe blow the the joe that don't know nothing about boxing he's the first one to say ah oh, that fighter's taking a bunch of tomato cans mm-hmm. when you get to the top level the a level you know the danny garcia's the spence the you know that's different that's right. that's a class level now you're you're pick, you know what i'll like as chris Ariola said i'll fight my mama if you pay me yeah you know what i mean right but when you're up and coming pick your fights the odds are i'm gonna beat this guy i'm gonna pick him so you could build him yeah anyways going back to this kid from las vegas big amateur career fights this kid with six knockouts no losses it was a war bro yeah. very entertaining war mm-hmm. but at the end of the fight that the the pro debut kid lost the decision but what i'm trying to say is he got the his face beaten bad bro. yeah and I thought to myself, the manager put his own, I don't know if it was his son, but he put his fighter. His fighter I yeah. mean, he, he might have ruined him because in all honesty, that was over a year ago. I haven't seen that fighter since. Right. You know, you, you put him in there, you fed him to the Lions mm-hmm. on his first fight Yeah. when you should have got him a couple of kittens yeah. prior. Yeah. But it's management, bro. It's management. And why would you pick these fights, you know? Yeah. That's my opinion. No, oh, yeah, I mean it makes perfect sense. But um, going going back to to that, as far as fighters, you don't do any, or do you, is there any type of research that you do on fighters before uh, a fight? Mister Foster researches every fight he approves, and if there's a percentage like this kid has been knocked out, you know, twice prior to this fight that he's gonna be fighting, he lets us know. Okay. Hey, this this guy, keep an eye on the fight. You know, I approved it but he's got knocked out his last two fights yeah. or this guy's too tough for his own good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's taken a few hits, you know, he's at the end of his career, but he, he keeps us accountable, bro. Yeah. He keeps us accountable. That kind of goes into a little bit of the analytics. Like in sports, there's a lot of analytics now. Mm-hmm. And it kind of sounds like boxing is doing the same thing as yes. far as that, you know, obviously with pitch, uh, pitch count, I was going to say like baseball, um, like punch counts and everything like that yeah. stats uh that goes in the same way getting knocked out the way that the fighter does and yeah. like you said foster does all that research for you guys seems like it's analytical now do you think that's why uh boxing is is, is thriving again because for a, for a while it wasn't as popular i don't think as it is now i think there's just been good fights you know i i think when it was i i you know california has the most fights mm-hmm. in the whole world yeah even more than las vegas and I love my brothers in Las Vegas, but we have more shows in, in California. Most recent? No, over the 10 years, bro. We've had more shows. Yeah. We have more shows. And and we're just, you get all the sparring. Every, you can get all the sparring in California. That's why you said a lot of fighters come out here. Yes. Yeah, like uh, this is, this Michael is a, Dutch over from Texas coming yes. and fighting out here. If, if you want good sparring partner, good training partner, you got to come to Southern California, yeah. you know? But... um. Uh, 
I just think it was a little battle between MMA and 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 boxing f- when it was kind of like that. Yeah. But now, MMA got their own spot and boxing has their own spot. Right. There's been some good MMA fights. I got 40 fights under my belt. Also, oh, that was going to be one of my questions. So you yeah. had box. Uh, judge. Yeah. So, Wait, judge or ref MMA? Both. 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 So, so you know, I love both sports, but they're both totally two different sports. They're yeah. both combative sports, but you know, MMA you got six weapons plus the ground and boxing you only have two right from the waist up you know yeah but they're both great athletes and i respect both sports but two different you know yeah how do you how do you judge typically judge a fight a boxing fight well um there's just a lot of controversy like with judges as far as when it goes to decision why is there uh i won't mention any names as far as referees that give a, a, a certain fighter like a crazy uh you know, you know, I I can't I can't speak for them, but in the defense of a judge, I'd like to tell all all your fans out there, the next fight you want to watch. Here's my advice: yeah. in the defense of a judge, turn off the volume, and judge every round. Yeah, not a ten nine. It's got to be a ten nine. It can't be a ten ten. Those are the rules. Right. It's got to be a ten nine. There's got to be a winner or loser. If there's a knockdown, it's a 10-8. If there's another knockdown, 10-7. If it's another knockdown, 10-6. But there's got to be a 10-9 round. No commentary. Turn off the volume. It gets a little boring. You got to be more intense into yeah. the fight. And then at the end of the 12 rounds or 10 rounds, you'll add up the score and you'll say, wow, that guy did win. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then you could understand a judge's view. Now, mind you, when you're judging, he's only seen it from ringside from that one side. Right. Remember, the viewers are watching it on TV. Different camera angles. Different camera angles. You have the commentary influencing you. Of course. Instant replays. And then, you know, if you're sitting there and you forgot the first four rounds because some fights start off slow Mm -hmm. and then the last four rounds of an eight-round fight, the guy picks up or or whatever, vice versa, you realize, wow, he really did win or or, wow, he did lose, you know? Why am I complaining, you know? Right, right. But but a lot of people want to give you know Teddy Atlas, he's very <laughs> he's very oh, vocal. Yes, about, yeah. and, oh that's a ten ten round. Whether you think it is a ten ten round, yeah, whether it is a ten ten round, that's not the rules. Was that on one of your fights? Was he is he coming? No, oh, no. Okay. Thank God he, he's left me alone. <laughs> but he might be after me now. Yeah, yeah. But no, uh, he he, he th- can be brutal, bro. Teddy Teddy Atlas, he's a, he was a great trainer. Uh, he's a great boxing mind. In my opinion, but he's definitely put like what well, how we say crema en los tacos, right? Yeah, he, he likes to sugar it up a little bit. Yeah, in the wrong way. Yeah, great, great commentary, and he does know boxing. But know? but most commentators do that now. They they're all taking that page out of uh, the great Vince McMahon, the WWE. Yeah. That's what those commentators do. They paint the story right there. Yes. They tell the viewers what's going on. We can, yeah. same thing. I've watched wrestling. I've gone live shows, and I watch it, and I'm like. You know, what's going you know i don't know you know you're making your own narrative and then those commentators they paint that story I, and they tell you what's if, up. if it was up to me i would give every commentary a, a rule book mm-hmm. you know and, and say you know what read the rules yeah but that's not my job it wouldn't be as exciting yeah it wouldn't <laughs> because at the same time as a fan yeah and i'm watching it at home and i hear the coming sometimes they get me going you know yeah but um well even in like uh, mma I, I love watching mma joe rogan He's one, oh, yeah. of, you know. He's very influential when you when you're watching yeah. a fight. You're like, oh hell yeah! But then at the same time, when you go back and look at replay, Joe, you were wrong. Yeah, you know. 
But yeah, yeah I guess it's a, uh, it's it's a, uh, that that that's a good thing. Uh, turning the audio off and watching it, I'm gonna have to do that one time and try. Just it do out. it one time, it, 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 even if you know it's a big big fight. Just try it. Yeah. And you'll be surprised, bro. Yeah. You'll be surprised when it's all the scores added up. You're like, wow, because yeah. you can't go back and change the score. Right. You gotta say, wow, he did win. See, I've never, uh, I've never scored a fight. You know, I know, I know people like there's some boxing oh, did you fans. See that the do. Triple G fight this last week. Now I watch it as just a viewer. I'm just watching the fight. Uh -huh. You know, I go get a beer, so I might miss you know a good minute of it because I might have been talking to somebody at the. Yeah, yeah. You know. So, um, like I said, I only watch it. You know. How the guy looks at the end, yeah, you know, one of those, right? But yeah, I, I saw most of it, and my opinion, I thought uh, if I was gonna if I was gonna be a judge, not judging round by round, but just judging at the end, I would have said, yeah, uh, Triple G lost that match. But then going back and watching some of the highlights, now this is on YouTube, and somebody put whatever highlights they wanted to, and definitely Triple G won that fight. Yeah, you know what I mean. He did more work, you know, early rounds did yeah. more work, but. I mean, what you watched the fight, obviously. Yeah. What, yeah. What's your What was your opinion on? I it? know opinion, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I know yeah, those judges, yeah. but but it was a great fight, great boxing match. But that's almost a perfect, even though you know the outcome. You know, if you're in the mood, watch it again with no commentary. Yeah, that'd be a good, a good you know one. What I mean, to watch. just to say, you know what? Let me let me do this myself. Yeah, you know? you'd be surprised. As a boxing fan, um, how hard is it for you to? Uh, to comment on a fighter for example like triple g i i believe he's not the same fighter obviously he's he's been through some some wars with canelo yeah. and, and, and he's and, and Jacob. yeah and he's getting fighter. older yeah uh he doesn't look the same uh i don't know if he's gonna weather the same fights as he uh some uh, his next fights as he has he has been in the past um What's your opinion on it? You can't. Do you ever comment? I mean, on you, you can comment on it, but I mean, I I won't. It, the commenting on it is just your opinion. Your personal it's not, opinion it's, it would be bad mouthing yeah, them. It'd be just bad you know. I just think you know. I it goes. It, I'll answer that question, but it just goes back to my own son. You know, I tell him, Mio, me and my wife told him, Mio, when it's time to end, just stop. When it's when there's, um, Lavardi. Do you know him? Lavardi, no. Uh, he works for, I hope I got his name right, but great fighter, mm -hmm. super middleweight. And I talked to him, man, and he talks very clear. He's very intelligent. He talks here, and I go, what made you quit? And he goes, I knew I had one more fight in me. And I said, that's it. I'm not going to take that last fight because sometimes that's the fight that damages you. Yeah. And going back to Triple G now, I know his the the Saturday his performance wasn't all that great, but you got to tell yourself Triple G, I gotta stop before it gets too late. Right, because he he took a lot of punches mm -hmm. oh, yeah. to the body to his head. He took a lot of punches, and um, but as far as he's a great fighter, he's made he's he's already in the books. You yeah. know, he's a legend already. Right, if you feel, you know what, I ain't got it anymore. Just or or it's diminishing. Yeah, and stop. It's hard. I mean, I, I can imagine it, it'd be hard for a fighter to be honest with themselves about that. But that's where the trainer comes in. Right. You know what I mean? That's where the trainer says, hey. And this goes back to my son again. Ben Lira trained me. He trained my oldest son. He trained my brothers. And one thing, when I took my son Adrian to, to Ben and asked him would he want to be pro, I go, all I ask you, Ben, is when it's over, 
tell him it's over. Yeah. And I know Ben, mm-hmm. you know, it's over, Mio. Yeah. And uh, I asked my son, Adrian, when he tells you that, Mio, just stop. Mm-hmm. Just stop. You know yeah. what I mean? And that, that's, and then Triple G's got to really sit back, look at the film. If he was in, mind you, the commentary said that he had flu symptoms prior. That, I'm just saying what they said. Yeah. If that's true, then he could sit back and say, I wasn't feeling good. Right. But if he knows he walked in feeling good and he performed like that. Don't lie to yourself. Don't lie to yourself, bro. Mm-hmm. Don't lie to yourself. Yeah. You know, tell you, you know, go home and be with your family. He's right. made all the money he can make. Yeah. You know, so just go out on your shield. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, you're going to get all kinds of people's own narrative on that. Oh, he left Abel Sanchez. That's, you know, you could see, you know. All that stuff, you're gonna hear it, but he definitely has to be honest with himself, like you said, and look into you know look into that future, right? Yeah, see what's gonna happen. I as far as Abel, I mean, I don't know the details of you know. There's so many rumors, but if it was working, why did you leave? Yeah, you know I mean, I, I thought the same thing when he. If left. it was working, why did you leave? And and at that stage, nobody's gonna teach you anything different, bro. No. When you get into a heat of battle, you're gonna do what Triple G does. Yeah. Nobody's gonna teach you to go to the left when you're always used to going to the right. right. It's just natural instincts, you right, know. Right. So, why he left, I don't know. I think Abel's a great guy, but it is what it is, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll never know. But yeah. like I said, going into the future and looking ahead, uh, your son Adrian, he's a uh, six and zero. Six and zero. He just recently fought, right? Or yeah, he fought like ago? a month and a half. A month and a half ago. How's he doing with it? So six, he's been six and zero. Oh, he's got a one knockout. He's he, he turned pro at eighteen, so he's still getting his man strength, in my opinion. Yeah. And um, he's doing good. He has a fight on October twenty seventh at the Avalon Theater in Hollywood. Right. So if uh, you know anybody wants to come out and watch it, plus it's a full card with uh, Tom Lofner, mm-hmm. and uh, he always has a good show there. You yeah. know? And if you want to follow Adrian Corona, it's his Instagram is. Too cold corona. What I don't know what that means, babe. But we'll definitely we'll definitely <laughs> tag it underneath so everybody can yeah. follow. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, uh, so he's been fighting a year. Bef- how many amateurs did he have before that? You know what? Uh, real quick story. My oldest son. Yeah. He's thirty-five. I was really living my life through him. So he's at like fourteen, fifteen. He already had fifty-something fights. Plus, he was playing Pop Warner football and baseball. Uh, you know, that's my macho son. Yeah, a lot of wear and tear. I put a lot of wear and tear. So when I had my other set of boys, I said, you know what? I'm not going to do that to him. So going back to that, Adrian only had 13 fights mm-hmm. as an amateur. Yeah. But he made it to third in the nation in, in amateurs. Yeah. So, you know, I, I just I kept him in the gym, but he played football. He was a great football player, too. And uh, my other son, Anthony, in the army, he he had um, he won the state title in 165. Yeah. Then my other son, Andrew, he only had like four or five fights, but he was my big boy, you know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they all did a little bit of boxing. Yeah, what about did. the girls? No boxing? No, they were my babies. Huh? <laughs> I, I I spoiled my girl. I tend to be real, real, you know, spoil my girls and real hard on my boys. Yeah. So yeah, that's cool. So it's like a big family of boxing. Yeah. Yeah. What about uh, any other uh, relatives, or is just did it, it, it start the the lineal started here with you, and then from there on? Yeah, as yeah. far as boxing goes. Oh my, man, my grandson, my oh. grandson, he's five years old. He's been raised in the gym, literally walking, 
and uh, he sparred his first time, five years old. I was a little leery of that. My, my, my God, it's on YouTube, bro. But yeah. my well, Jesse Bueno on YouTube, yeah. five years old. Oh my God, he fought like, like a ten-year-old kid. <laughs> he knew his jab already. Yeah. It, it amazed me, know, bro. I didn't even know they sparred at five years old. They're not supposed to, bro. <laughs> Legally, so, they're not. So we legally, we, they cannot fight until they're eight years. I'll try old. to edit that part out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. in the amateurs, they don't want them fighting until eight years old. But I just said, you know what? There's a lot of kids that wanted to spar, and yeah. we were supervised one minute round. You know, and man, this kid—it's on YouTube already. And yeah. he he fought like like a ten year old kid. Man. Yeah. I mean, he knows his jab, hook, body shots. Nice. I, it amazed me, man. That's that's a, they say that when you're a natural, you're a natural. At it. Yes, and he's a natural. So all it is is I just can spot re- it, refining it a little bit, and then you know. Yeah. Nice. That's cool. Yeah, I'm really so, proud of him. So what's the uh, what's the future for for Ray Corona in, in, in boxing, the judging? Well, God willing, you know, um, just uh, keep moving on. Keep uh, Andy Foster. It's it's crazy. I'm the most worked referee in the world. Really? You look on BoxRec. Yeah. My my boss Andy Foster yeah. sent that to me. I said, "Wow." Is that the title? I guess. That's, you know? nice. That's a good title to have. Yeah, yeah. And I saw, you know, I'm, it, it never dawned on me until yeah. he sent that to me. You know, yeah. Me and uh, Fernando Villarreal from Baldwin Park right here. He's yeah. the most worked judge in the world. Nice. So, uh, yeah, just keep working. You know, it's I, just grinding, I love. Huh? I love refereeing, bro. Yeah. I, I hear stuff, see stuff in the ring that not even ringside sees, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, so, you know, and just uh, hopefully I'll get more title fights, you know? Yeah. It's in God's hands, bro. Right, right. Did you, what did you ever think about those uh, cams that they, that they had? I think in, Oh, my uh, God, it drove me crazy, bro. <laughs> I did one of them, and it was getting like, I don't know if I was perspiring or it was overheating or something, but it yeah. felt like it was burning my ear, you know? <laughs> But yeah, I'm thank God they're think not I, doing that. I don't no think more. that's good for you. Yeah, yeah. Having it right there in your head. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't cool. Yeah. Gotta look cool in there, right? right. Oh man. Well, hey man, I appreciate your time. Uh if do you have anything else you wanna I just wanna send a shout out to my beautiful wife. I she's always got my back. She's a registered nurse and, and I just huh? and uh <laughs> you know <laughs> she just uh i appreciate her she she's always supports me you know yeah and she's a good mom good grandma there you go and i thank you for having me brother oh, i man, really do i appreciate your time i thank you for coming on and talking about all this stuff and just having a casual conversation with me that's right that's right all right thank you brother well there you go break corona adios